This is the final word, World Cup Daily Day 3, Part 2, South Africa versus Sri Lanka with Jeff Lemon and Barrett Cinderason for Westfield, London, more extra, less ordinary, coming to you from the city of Chennai. That's right, you didn't know that we were going to be here. We didn't know for sure that the final word would make it to India, but we have made it to India, and here we are. We're in Chennai, a place dear to your heart. Very dear to my heart. This is where I went from addict to journalist, just down that road. So welcome to Chennai, Jeff Lemon. Well... We've got to start things as we do here on The Final Word with a 30-second summary. A wicket early, Bavuma was out, uh, but then things got a lot better from there. 204-run <laughs> partnership between Rassi Vanderdessen and, well, not Aidan Markram because he came in next. Um, I've completely blanked on who he was. Quinn de Kock, of course. Uh, this is going really well for a 30-second summary. Uh, they powered things on, and then uh, the fastest World Cup ton for Markram. Uh, South Africa made 428, and then Sri Lanka, well, they gave it a good shake. 326 by the time. They were all out. Kusal Mendes did some crazy stuff off the top. Um, das and Shanika at the end. But we'll come back to all of that in more detail now because I've blown through. Okay. By, I'm on about 43 seconds by now. No, I think uh, you were basically the Quinton de Kock and uh, Rossi van der Dusen partnership. 204, not bad, but nothing compared to what happened after that. It was a game of two halves, you're right. And not two halves in terms of two innings. About four halves. Yeah, true. You're right. I mean, it was a crazy game. For me, it was a representation of where one-day cricket is headed or maybe where it is already. Like It, it, it doesn't happen always, but there are some times when you watch 150-over cricket these days, it feels like T50, less an extension of T50. T20 cricket and today was the perfect example. Having said that, yes, you're right, Temba Bauma gets out early and Quinton Dickock and Rassi Van der Dusen, we were watching it on the telly here, it didn't feel like they were doing anything extraordinary. It just felt like a dominant performance from uh, a team against a weekend attack. Sri Lanka missing a lot of their key bowlers. But then they both get to their hundreds. That's when the show begins. The Markram uh, madness and then the big finish from South Africa yeah. and just the madness of Sri Lanka. Well, it, and it wasn't quite dominant early because so Pavuma gets out, then the next four deliveries all go for four yeah. across a couple of overs. But then Madashanka and Kasan Rajita actually brought it back pretty well through the rest of the power play. So there were only 48 runs off the first 10 overs, including that flurry of boundaries, after a couple in the first over two that Bavuma struck. And you're thinking, okay, they pulled it back quite nicely here. They bring Dun and Jay to Silver on once the fielders are allowed out to bowl some spin, who immediately goes for 4-4-6. Four, four, and suddenly they're away. And, it, and it's not like uh, Van der Dusen and de Kock were just madly attacking everything. It was just, it just looked so easy. They were just particularly going after the spin. Um, Valelage got targeted as well. But there was a, at least a boundary every over, it was at least so it seemed. And they cruised up to 200 without seeming to have any trouble at all. And that's why this South African team is way more dangerous than a lot of people have given them credit for. We saw what they can do against Australia. And those two or three games where they really powered on, this is what they did. The top order, the first 30 to 35 overs, they're still scoring at a fair rate, but without taking any risks. But then they just opened the door for the likes of Markram and Heinrich Klassen and David Miller and Marco Janssen who started hitting some really big sixes. And that's exactly what happened today. So watch out rest of the world. Yes, you can say, oh, the pitch was flat and Sri Lanka, like I said earlier, didn't have some of the clean bowlers. There was no Hasaranga, for example. But it, it, this is the gear that South Africa 
I have found in their yeah. one-day cricket. Uh, and this is going to, they're going to target every team like that. So mm. if they get that top-order partnership going, whether it's Bauma or Quinton Dickock, and Quinton Dickock, like, let's not take anything away from him. He was still scoring at a strike rate of over 120. It's just that it paled in comparison to what happened later on. And, and just, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the numbers. And most of those numbers, to just kind of put them into context, you have to go all the way back to 1996 when Sri Lanka were thrashing Kenya around in that, well, at that point, seemed like a very famous match, but seemed like an aberration when they made 398. Sure. Sure. And, and uh, well, what seems like an aberration is that if I'd put to you at the start of this match, or the start of this tournament, who in this tournament is going to break <laughs> Kevin O'Brien's record for the fastest World Cup ton? Who's going to get 100 in fewer than 50 deliveries? How far down the list would Aidan Markram have been? <laughs> like, he's a stroke player, and this he made that half century, yeah. he, sorry, that 50, it was a half century of deliveries, 49 balls to bring it up. He made it as a stroke player. He started off with a couple of beautiful drives down the ground, off drive, on drive, um, played the pull shot well when the time came but for the most part yeah he lofted some drives but he wasn't doing anything particularly funky he eventually played one sort of scoop switch over deep third sort of situation much later into the innings yeah. but for the most part he was just driving it down the ground and and occasionally over cover and a little bit over the leg side and um, and looking every inch like Aidan Markram he just happened to do so at a prodigious rate. Yeah for me Aidan Markram is, is the perfect representation of what happens when a highly successful or highly uh, talented test batter suddenly says, you know what, I have the skills to be successful as a batter across formats. Let me develop my wide ball skills and let's see what happens. And that's that's exactly what we're seeing from him. We've seen that from the likes of Shubman Gill, mm -hmm. though, who was much younger than yeah. Markram at this stage. But that's what Markram is. Mm -hmm. uh, you remember, go back to 2014-15 when he broke onto the scene. Uh, he had the lovely shots, very elegant batter. Then he added the power game. He put on some muscle. We've seen what he can do in T20 cricket. He was an IPL captain this year as well. And, and though he didn't fire consistently, whenever he did, this is what he did. He mm. could tear bowling apart, uh, uh, bowling attacks apart, a bit like even someone like KL Rahul for that matter. Uh, and and that's the role he's playing. KL Rahul in the middle order for India, Aidan Markram uh, for South Africa. He did it in South African conditions against Australia. But that's the thing. He, he can hit the good ball for four. But if it's even slightly off, he just hits it over the top and he's got that power game now. And then alongside Heinrich Klaassen, that is such a dangerous middle order. And it just, uh, I'm just so excited about the South African team as it can make out. Well, we, Adam and I were talking about this on the preview show. We're like, maybe they're actually really good. Like, yeah. like Maybe they could just win this, particularly if they don't have to go past number seven in the batting order. Yeah. And, and it all worked perfectly today. So each century maker, all three of them, get out just after they reach their 100. Um, but that allows the next hitter to come in. Class and makes a quick 32. David Miller doesn't come in until the 43rd over, and he still has time to make 39 not out. Three sixes off the last over of the innings. Jansen comes in and hits one as well. And then there's this bizarre start to Sri Lanka's <laughs> innings where, okay, so it's a maiden to start, and Gidi concedes one leg by off the first over. And then Marco Jansen bowls an absolute perler of a delivery that swings in, that classic left armour thing, uh, rattles the pegs. And, and, and so there's a wicket from the seventh ball of the match. There's a couple of runs from that over. The, the, the follow-up delivery almost gets Kusal Mendes out, LBW as well. So at the end of two overs, they're three for one. And uh, as in three runs, one wicket, two overs. And then by the end of the power play, they've got nearly 100 on the board because Kusal Mendes just goes absolutely 
bonkers. Like, again, scorches a couple of nice drives along the ground first and then just starts playing these pickup shots, stepping to the leg side and flipping them over deep backwards square leg a la Surya Kamiyadov uh, and just nailing them. He hit eight sixes in his innings, but he hit five of them in the space of ten balls. As special a player as Gusal Mendes is, what we saw from him today was basically if, what would happen if Surya Kumar Yadav and Ramesh Kalutarana had a baby together. And that would be Gusal Mendes. Mm. So you're right, I mean, the scoop shots that he was playing uh, against some of the biggest, baddest fast bowlers in the world, in Rabada, in Janssen, like you said, was swinging the ball. He was given out uh, and it was one for two. Uh, and uh, he thankfully, for Sri Lanka's sake and in a way our sake, uh, he reviewed the decision and it was uh, reversed. Uh, but yeah, some of those shots he played, uh, it's just not just timing, it's about uh, when he times his movement. And he's a class player as well, we've seen that uh, over so many years. Uh, but just the rate at which he was scoring, while there was no scoring happening from yeah. the other end, what he, he made 72% of the runs by the time he got out? Well, okay, okay, I can tell you one thing. He made, at the point where Kusal Janath Pereira scored his first run, um, before that point they, they, were, they were one for 54 at that stage. Mendes had scored 51 of the <laughs> runs and there were three extras. So there'd been, there'd been one duck dismissed and one player on naught who was almost caught off that ball, who spooned that ball up in the air and then managed to scramble a single. So had he been caught, then who knows how long it would have been before anybody else scored a run. But yeah, he scored 100% of the team's runs off the bat in the 50 partnership that came up. Um, I mean, I, I, it's hard to know what to make of It starts off with that big sort of slashed six yeah. over, over deep backward point. But then the next over, three sixes off Ngidi, um And then a couple more off Janssen was at the, the over to follow that. And he gets up to what, 74 or 44 deliveries thereabouts and then gets out. And you're like, OK, well, now they're going to fall in a heap. Except that didn't really happen either. And the, the bizarreness of this, or the, the whole Kusal Mendes innings and the Sri Lankan innings is, or the first half of the innings is, you look at those numbers and you, if you're just listening to us talk about this Mendes innings, you might be mistaken that this was a flat pitch, a low bounce pitch where he was just getting into position and whacking the fastballers away. The fact that Marco Janssen was getting guys bold with this booming in swingers, the fact that even Gusal Mendes got out to a delivery, the dismissal could easily have happened in, at the Gabba. I mean, if you didn't tell anyone where this game is being played, it, it, it hit the splice of his bat and he was caught behind. It was just sensational hitting on a pitch with a lot of bounce and the big, tall South African fast bowlers were getting the ball to go through. I thought they used the bouncer really well. I mean, there were a few no balls here and there, but I, they were going hard at the Sri Lankans, but somehow and just in terms of height as well, right? You've had, it's a perfect Rey Mysterio versus Great Kali contest. You know, I had to throw a wrestling reference in. It, there's this classic photo of the two, and this was exactly that Mendes versus those guys. Uh -huh. So there are 111 off 13 overs when Kusal Mendes gets out. Um, to a ball that bounces a little more, he, he flashes at it. His, his balance wasn't there. It was like he was caught between front foot and back foot. Um, so flashed at it, gets a thick edge high to the wicket keeper's right. Which is taken by class and, um, and, and, you know, that's the end of it. And then um, Sama Vikrama is out a few deliveries later to Gerald Kurtzi, little leading edge, goes away to mid-on. And then Asalanka uh, just comes out and goes, well, it looks pretty good when Kusal Mendes did it, so I think I'll do something similar. <laughs>
I just have a thing for Charita Salanka's batting. Uh, you know, he was under 19 skipper. He's been touted to be the, the next leader of Sri Lankan cricket. I saw a lot of him last year in that one day series against uh, Australia live in Colombo. And he's an old school. There's a mixture of, again, I spoke about Surya Kumar Yadav and Ramesh Kalutarana. Here, like, it's just a bit of Asanka Guru Sinha. There's a bit of Arjunka, uh, Arjuna Ranatunga. There's a bit of Robin Singh also somehow in that. And his power, he's got a strong base. He's got a big bottom in a good way. And he uses that and he uses that to like just create that uh, power through the hips and uh, hits a lot of balls over the onside. But he's a class batter. I mean, I'm, I'm disappointed that we haven't seen the best of Vasalanka in all formats. But already in the last six months or so, he's proved that he can be as destructive as anyone else. Mm. Uh, and when Asalanka is batting, I'm always watching. He's in my top three uh, battles to watch out for in the next 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and he proved that today. And like you said, while he was batting, Yes, Sri Lanka never looked like they were going to go all the way. The required rate was 10 and over. But uh, it, it almost felt like he'd taken the scoreboard out of the equation. Mm. It was just attacking batting and it was setting themselves up beautifully for the rest of the tournament. Well, it was a bit of contrast as well because as Dunajaya de Silva was out, cheaply caught it back. Mm. Good point. And, and then Dustin Chanaka came in, the captain who's been struggling for runs. But at this point, net run rate starts to become a factor, right? Because they're five down and it's like, well, if you get bowled out in, in 25, 30 overs here and you have 250 behind, then you're going to get absolutely slaughtered on net run rate. So it felt like Sharnaka, maybe under instruction, was told just just take it easy out there and just and just play sensibly and try to bat as long as you can through the innings. And Asalanka had the freedom to keep going, which he did. Gets up to 76 that he made in the end. Um, and then when he gets out, Dustin Sharnaka is able to just start lifting the tempo a bit. He eventually goes on to a half century of his own, makes 68, gets his innings up to faster than a runner ball. I mean, at the start, he, he had, what, three or four runs off yeah. his first 15 deliveries. Was really struggling to get it off the square. Um, he hits a big bomb down the ground, strikes some nice boundaries. That felt really important just for his confidence as well to get some runs into the captain. And and then Kusin Rajita down the order starts throwing the bat around. Big hook shot for six. Smokes a few fours backing away over, over the, the offside and suddenly they're, they're well past 300. And yeah, and uh, I thought the best call of the day was when they were bowled out. And Ian Smith says, Sri Lanka have been bowled out for 326. A comfortable victory for South Africa. If that doesn't sum up what this game was, nothing will. But, but you're right. I, I mean, I think Dasun Shanaka, what coming into the World Cup, the last international game that Sri Lanka played, don't forget, they were rolled out for 50 in the Asia Cup final. The last ODI game that South Africa played at this venue, they were rolled out for 99 last year. So both teams really redeemed themselves in that sense. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there was talk of Shanuka, uh, Shanaka being removed as captain as well before this World Cup. It is Sri Lankan cricket, crazy things happen at the last minute. But he needed a performance like that. He obviously was in no control of proceedings as captain on the field. Uh, don't forget at one point they were 3-4 over shot. That first innings went on. Not only was it the highest total ever in a World the Cup. The longest total. Longest as well. Like yeah, They were 20-25 minutes long. Yeah. To the extent we were kicked out of the press box just to put it into context. But yeah, I mean it, it, he had no control. So he needed an innings like that, even though it didn't really add much value overall, uh, to just feel good about himself going ahead in the tournament. Mm -hmm.
Uh, let us go now to the final word Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame where we pick the most final word moments of the day. It's brought to you by Westfield London. Uh, it's very hot and very humid on this roof in Chennai. We're sweating up a storm here, but I'm told if you go to the Northern Hemisphere, you can rediscover the magic of the festive season as you glide around Europe's tallest Christmas tree at the ice rink at Westfield London. Who knew they had an ice rink? I did not know that. I'm literally finding that out right now. Uh, whether you're as comfortable on the ice as the West Coast Eagles 20 years ago or you've never skated before that's a reference you won't get it's fine um, it's perfect festive as an occasion on a day it's a perfect festive day night day or night out I'm really really nailing this absolutely yeah yeah that's true I have I have been less than 24 hours in this country uh, Google ice rink Westfield that's the easiest way to find it just pop that into Michael Google and see what he comes up with uh, to book your tickets to glide around on the ice Westfield London more extra less ordinary uh, well I already mentioned the partnership the fact that the first non Kusal Mendes run off the bat was in the seventh over the seventh over <laughs> the innings and they still made 320 odd was extraordinary um well a word for the south africans uh, who just didn't go on with it out for 100 quentin de Kock. out for 108 rassi van der Dusen. out for 106 aiden markram didn't want it enough why don't you want it enough where's the pride in the badge where's the you know uh, i could carry on but what have you got anything hold the phone Kasun Rajasthan six, uh, you know, uh, in the end, the no look hook shot. Uh, you know, people talk about the no look sixes that some of these big hitters hit, but Kasun Rajasthan had his—he was facing backward point, but he somehow managed to hook a ball, and it went a long way as well. That that six really stood out for me. Maybe the shot of the match, shot of the tournament so yeah. far, uh, but. Also, I don't know what you made of that painting. Like, while all this madness was happening, there was a man in the stand at the Virosha Kotla who made this painting, which eventually looked like there was a bat batter getting stumped in the air. I had no idea. I thought you would paint someone hitting a six because we saw a lot of sixes, and just on the numbers, uh, most boundaries ever hit since that crazy game, Sri Lanka against Kenya, mm. uh, way back when uh, at Candy in uh, 1996, 398. Uh, and this wasn't the first time a team made 400 in a World Cup, don't forget. But somehow this game, what most number of runs ever scored in an Mo yeah. Most runs ever in a World Cup match, 756, I reckon that would be, um, that were scored yep. in the end in that game. So, and it, well, if you're talking about stumpings, the Asalanka almost stumping, that's, that's got to be one of the largest margins I've ever seen someone miss a ball by in order to nearly be stumped. <laughs> you know, from the left-arm orthodox spinner Maharaj, by the way, the ball was turning the way it was supposed to turn. It was already wide of him. He's, he tried to hit it to leg side when it was about a foot away from him, and then it turned another foot away from him, and he almost got himself stumped there, your favourite. Um, and, uh, well, you mentioned uh, Rajita and his six. I like the bit where he hooked, he sort of flat-battered that uh, four down the ground so hard that he did not just a complete turn but another half turn. He did a 540, did a Tony Hawk trick and almost dislocated his shoulder. He had to get the medical staff to come out and pop his shoulder back in, I'm pretty sure. That is how you hit a cricket ball. Spin, keep spinning um, and then and then get the, the green whistle to come out and sort you out. Um, the, the Gerald Curtsy celebration when he took the wicket. So, okay, okay, fine. You get Kursal Mendes out when he's got 74 off of 42 yeah. balls. Fine, Marky answers a bit pumped up at that point. Like, like, give it a, you know, give it a bit of a ride. Good, good, great. A few balls later, you get the next wicket, and mate, they're, they're three hundred runs behind at this point. Gave it the big ones, Gerald Curtsy. I wasn't sure if that entirely warranted that one. Um, and and what else? Oh, the last bit, Asalanka hitting a ball down the race that crashed into an ambulance. Oh yeah. 
That's always been my preferred definition of irony. We all know that the Alanis Morissette song doesn't actually contain any definitions of irony. None of the, they're a coincidence and they're annoying, but they're not ironic. Being hit by an ambulance, being run over by an ambulance has always been my go-to definition of irony. But he went the other way. He wasn't hit by the ambulance. He hit the ambulance. <laughs> he attacked the ambulance, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, I think... I don't think what has happened today has transpired today has sunk in yet, Jeff Lemon. Not just for us, even for you guys watching. I think the more and more highlights we watch of this game, unless there are more crazy games up in store, I'm sure there are, uh, we'll find so many more Hall of Fame moments. Maybe that's that's a practice we should follow mm -hmm. over the next couple of weeks. Yes, we'll talk about what's happening on a daily basis, but we should keep going back to this game and yeah. finding more Hall of Fame moments because there are a lot of hidden gems in there. What would Charith Asalanka do? That will be our guiding motto for the rest of this tournament. This has been the Final Word World Cup Daily Day 3, Part 2. Jeff Lemon, Barrett Cinderace, and the show is brought to you by Westfield London. More extra, less ordinary. Thanks to them. Thanks to you for watching. And if you want to support what we do, patreon.com slash the final word. We'll see you tomorrow. I had to go.